Brian Intahar is joining me. He is uh, creative director at Insomniac, and he worked on Marvel's Spider-Man. I'm glad I got your job title ra- uh, right. Uh, Brian, uh, you can look right at the camera, actually. That's better. Okay. So you're looking, right, at, okay. looking right at us. Okay, that's perfect. It's great to see you, brother. It's been a, a bunch of months since we talked last, and yeah. you shipped a little game that has uh, stormed the universe. <laughs> it's a small independent title that... <laughs> Definitely not. No, it's been awesome. It's been... Um... I think I've used the word surreal um, more than anything the la- on the last probably probably since E3, just yeah. because the response to the game, how many people are picking it up and playing, and just the response has been awesome. So, like, um, I mean, Vic, we talked a couple of years ago back in E3 about kind of this being like a dream come true, but to finally now have the game out and seeing the response by the fans and just seeing like all over the world people playing it, it's, it's been it's been spectacular. Have you received a like a, a- spectacular i like that have you received a um a piece of fan mail or something that just hit home what you guys accomplished yeah you know what's um i mean there's been a lot of a lot of crazy things like i mean i think you know um whether it was like you know i'm a i'm my family's originally from cleveland so seeing lebron james and his kids playing the game yeah. on instagram one day and then like seeing someone like lynn Manuel miranda play it uh was pretty surreal but i would say that the probably the the thing that really hit closest to home was um, one of our one of the one of our fans posted about him after he played the game started volunteering more at his aunt's uh, homeless shelter. Wow! As, you know, obviously Peter does that um, in the game. He helps out Aunt May at feast. So to kind of see, you know, it, we we obviously make these games to entertain people, but when they actually lead people to be better people. Um, that's that's probably the the biggest victory that we could ever accomplish as game makers. Yeah, and that's the uh, the wonderful thing about the the universe that Stan Lee and his co-creators built for us, right? Is like they yeah. they grounded these heroes and they made them yeah. heroes with or without their costumes on. Yeah, I mean, I think that's why you know people always ask me like why the, why do I think Spider Man is so popular even to this day? And I think it's because he's probably one of the most relatable heroes out there. Like you know. Listen, as much as I love Tony Stark, it's hard to relate to a billionaire. Yeah. Um, you know, as much as I love Thor, it's hard to understand what a god goes through. Yeah. But I think when someone like you have Peter, who, you know, whether he's 15 or he's 23 in our game or even older sometimes in the comics, he has that sense of relatability, that vulnerability, you know, when he's not, you know, even when he succeeds, sometimes the, op, the, the other version of him fails. So I think we can all kind of relate to that. So I think that's why he's kind of been so endearing over these so many years. Take me through the uh, the launch week of the game because I know you guys burn the midnight oil until you yeah. actually press okay it's live, and there were there were patches coming in right at the eleventh hour too. I remember yeah. like some tweets and reviews of the, the the cop signals are going off too much. Oh my god! Oh my god! And then there was a patch, and it was were you guys just pulling your hair out? How was it when when you guys? Uh, were you know, I have to say, like a lot of that. I mean. Fortunately for everybody else, it doesn't really involve me because at, at that point, I'm kind of hands off. Like the producers don't want me involved at all. Like yeah. I, I, usually, I basically what happened was I kind of step out about a month before the game actually hits store shelves because to be honest, I'm just going to cause problems for the producers. Sure. You know, because I'm going to be like, well, can we just make this thing better or that thing better? And that's going to hurt the stability of the game. So I kind of um, basically we did that preview event at the end of July. And then I went off to Europe to do the preview tour and break pretty much from that moment from August on, I could kind of hands off and just let our producers take over and work with our, whether a gameplay team or core team, which is our tech team, UI, whatever, kind of fixing those final bugs because 
at the end of the day, you know, I work with a lot of talented people and you got to let those people do their job. And especially when it comes to our producers, that's their, that's their goal. That's their go time is to make sure that that game is ready to go. And so uh, one of our lead producers, Scott Mahalik on the, on the Insomniac side, you know, I've known Scott since he was 15 years old and I trust him more than I trust anybody. So I knew the game was in good hands and my job in that situation was to leave him alone. And, uh, and I think, uh, Scott, uh, made sure that not only was he making sure everybody was doing what they need to do here to get the patch done, he was getting feedback from either reviewers or even when the game went live, he's looking at the reddits and the gaming forums and seeing what are the problems that people are running to. And then he had a lot of support, obviously from our Sony counterparts, as well as Marvel, the kind of, what are those top line items that we want to fix? You know, the thing is, you know, Vic, you know, we've known each other for a long time, you know, when, you know, when we started review, when I started reviewing games around your your time, it was the game was out and then it was done, right? Yep, yep. But so much now is the game comes out and development continues, and that's you know, especially when you had that many people playing the game, you just sometimes you can't you can't test for that much stuff. I mean, you, you try to do your best job, but I would say that what's been awesome is that we've been able to, if um, people have either issues with the game or requests, we've actually been able to turn those around pretty quickly. Yeah, and we complain about that sometimes. Some of us uh, people that have been in this business for a long time, this fact that we're always connected and there's always patches and all that stuff. But there is yeah. uh, a beauty to being able to embellish and, and correct. Yeah, and I will say, like our philosophy is, we would we would if it were up to us, we would never patch, right? Like I yeah. mean, we go into going like when the game hits store shelves, it's it's good to go. And you know, we that's we don't we I, I would say we don't depend on the patch, but we we. It's, it's an advantage for us or any game today that we, if something does come up unexpected, we can react pretty quickly and, you know, and we can, you know, we can turn on the patch and something this anticipated with so many people playing, we get a lot of help from obviously Sony to kind of get that tested, get it approved and get it up, uploaded um, so people can download it. You know, this is, uh, you've been at Insomniac now for what, about five years, six years? Uh, next March will be 11. 11 years. Holy crap. Yeah. Time's moving yeah. fast for all of us. Oh, man. Yeah. oh, no, I know. But there are people at, at Insomniac, I think, who've been there about 25 years now, maybe. Yeah. So uh, we'll, next year, I believe, will be our 25th anniversary. Um, we've had, obviously, you know, Ted was there since day one. And we've yeah. had our owners, Brian and Al, there since day one. But um, I believe Chad Desern, um, one of our one of our executives, has been here, I think, I think he's celebrating the year 20 or 22, 25. I don't know. It's, but we, it's pretty awesome. And what's really great is like Jacinda Chu, our art director has been here almost 15 years now. Our game director, Ryan Smith has been here um, about 11, 12 years. Um, the guy, you know, Doug Sheehan, who is our lead programmer, uh, very influential on swinging mechanics in the game has been here for 12 years. So there's a, you know, it's, I think it's kind of a testament to how great it is to work in Insomniac that, you know, our leadership has been sticking around, but as well, people who came here as, you know, junior designers, artists, even me, someone came in through the community team, have stayed with the company for so long. It's an incredible company, and, and uh, it's been a sheer joy for me to sort of cover Insomniac over the years and to see it grow. Uh, but I, I have to think that, that things have changed a bit for the studio now, because you, you've released the game, which is the fastest-selling PlayStation exclusive <laughs> in history, and it's also the one where more people are completing it and platinuming the game. We beat Corey, we beat Corey on one thing. We got him. We got, we got God of War on one thing. <laughs> but the, Bill Roseman is here. Woo! Hey, believers! From Marvel. 
Uh, stuck in some LA traffic, I'm oh, sure. There's yeah. Camera. There's camera. Yes. I see it. How are you? Good to see you. Good to see you. Good to see you. Good uh, to be I, seen. I, I was just, uh, you know, I'm, I'm wondering, you know, does it feel a bit different at Insomniac now? Do you feel like there's a little bit more spotlight on you guys? I mean, you've had massive success with Ratchet and, you know, Disruptor even was a big success when it came out and, and you know, lots of great games over the years. But is everything a little bit amped? Now that Spider-Man. Yeah, I mean, I, I I only talk in third person from now on. Mm -hmm. Brian's really happy these days. No, I mean, I mean, I'm not allowed to look at him. In, in the eye. Yeah, we're not even gonna look at each other. No. I don't want to want no. it. You know, no. no, I would say that we are beyond thrilled with the um, reaction to the game, and I think that we all knew that Spider-Man was really popular. I mean, we knew it, right? Yeah. I don't think we ever anticipated this kind of reaction, where it's it it. It was such a. It came out of the gate so strong, and it continues to be strong, even with some really amazing games also coming out. You have the Assassin's Creeds, you have Call of Duty, you have that that small indie game Red Dead. <laughs> I mean, so I think that what's been really awesome to see is that the um, the game continues to be talked about, discussed, played, and I think a lot of that also has to do with the, the team that's been working on the DLC to keep people interested with new suits. Um, uh, addressing um, some of the issues people have spotted, but also giving them new content. So um, it's, I mean, we're, I'm not gonna lie, we've been flying high here. I mean, it's been a crazy, I think, but yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, um, what, yeah, I, I, I'm kind of at a loss for words because I don't think, we all knew it would be big. We didn't know how big it was going to be. And, and you're, st you're still in it too, right? It's all still yeah. happening. Oh, you're yeah. still shipping content about this game. Yeah. And I don't I mean, know if you have. Last week we yeah. did. So, yeah. mm -hmm. But uh, I know that Bill Roseman is uh, in your studio quite often, and you guys Greetings. have to uh, collaborate and talk all the time. I t take me into this, Bill. What was the yeah. de decision with, uh, with Insomniac and, you know, Sony and PlayStation uh, publishing this thing, and it's going to be an exclusive for PlayStation 4? How did it come together that this, you know, combined uh, group put this title together? Well, you could owe it all to this guy. Really? Uh, what happened is, and it was right when I was uh, joining Marvel Games. Prior to uh, working on games, I used to work on the East Coast in the New York office making comic books. Okay. Uh, and I've been lucky enough now to work for Marvel over 20 years. Amazing. Uh, so I come from that side of it, from more the the storytelling side. But, you know, I grew up playing games, um, and I love games. And so when they, when my boss, Jayong, reformed the Marvel Games team, uh, I jumped at the chance to come over. Uh, so, so I'm creative director for our group and I work with all of our partners, making sure all the games are 100% authentically Marvel. Um, and so what happened was, as, as I understood it, again, this happened uh, a, a few months prior to me joining the team. Uh, and I'll say this, when Jayong reformed Marvel games, and I think this is important for the game is that prior to this, um, you know, some of the games we were making were, you know, adaptions of, yeah. you know, adaptions of movies and whatnot. And that was what you did at the time. And then finally they realized, hey, that's not really working. That's not what people want. We should, you know, we let's respect each medium. A movie is a movie uh, and let's let a game be a game. And let's let our games tell their own stories. And instead of trying to fit a game in a window, let's just, you know, instead of making Spider-Man Homecoming the game, let's just make the best Spider-Man game and release it at the proper time. And so that was that's been the philosophy for the last four years. And this is the first proof point uh, of that philosophy. So uh, rewind, rewind a, a few years. And what happened is uh, Sony and Marvel started talking and said, hey, um, you know, we have a great relationship with Insomniac. Would you be interested in working with them? 
And and uh, on Jay's side, he was like, of course, I love in, Insomniac. Um, I love Ratchet and Clank, love Sunset Overdrive. Uh, and so the question then came to Insomniac is, if you wanted to work with Marvel, uh, what character uh, would it be? And uh, as I understand it, uh, yeah, this guy runs into Ted's office and says, it's got to be Spider-Man and I got to be the creative director. <laughs> and so on the Marvel game side, it was, of course, you look at Sunset Overdrive and you can see the yeah. DNA. Yeah. You can see the DNA there yeah. of the traversal, how fun it is, the attitude, the humor. Um, and then you look at Ratchet and Clank and how the gameplay and how inventive it was and smart and funny. Yep. Uh, and so we knew, you know, if you're if you're going to do a Spider-Man game, one of the crucial components is that it should be fun and funny. Uh, and, and we knew Insomniac uh, would, would bring all that to the party. Um, and, and, a lot of, and a lot of heart. And a lot of heart. That's the other yeah. thing is that that Insomniac really thinks, as, as, as Marvel does, even though Marvel is known around the world, we still look at ourselves as underdogs. We have that underdog mentality from the very beginning of, of when Stan and Jack and uh, uh, Steve Ditko first launched the Marvel Universe – they were real underdogs, mm. and and uh, they didn't know how long they were going to last. And so they were trying to do things that were very innovative and tell stories that they wanted to tell because they didn't know if in a week or two Marvel would still be around. So from the very beginning, that's instilled in us to be kind of these scrappy underdogs. And we knew that's how, I think, Insomniac, in, in ways, you view yourselves as underdogs. Very and much so, so. Yeah. I mean, we really connected. We're one of the, you know, there's not a ton of independent studios making games at the size that we make. Obviously, there's a, gr- a lot of independent studios, but not a lot of them make games to this at this size, right? So, I mean, we um, we do consider ourselves our underdogs for sure. And I think that, I mean, it just it just felt like it was it was a slam dunk choice to like a no brainer to do it because, as all the reasons Bill said, and like I don't know about you, but like I mean, I think you've said this, and I apologize if you, I'm not quoting you, but like I feel like. Spider-Man is like the Marvel mascot, right? And, uh, yeah. And like I was like, he's like, it's right there. Like, just, just don't, don't overthink this. Just do it. If you were gonna, I always say, you know, if you're gonna point, uh, you know, at a character that really represents Marvel well uh, around the world, it's Spider-Man. Yeah. Um. And 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 he was a character from the very beginning that was instantly popular and has never stopped uh, being popular. Yeah, and sixty years. Yeah. It's oh it's God. crazy. Mm-hmm. And I think. The reason why is that he is fundamentally Marvel. And by that, I mean he, um, he is a great example of what Stanley always said is we're going to put the human in the superhuman. You're going, to, uh, you're going to meet the character first, really fall in love with them, and then yeah. they're going to have their science accident and get yeah. their powers. Yeah. So you love them before they become superheroes. And all of their um, challenges and problems and things they face uh, uh, before they have their pow- powers don't go away. Yeah. They get amplified. And that's something that we gelled on from the very beginning is, yeah. you know, if you're going to tell a Spider-Man story, it, 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 yeah, it also has to be a Peter Parker story. And we talked about something that I learned um, from a couple editors at Marvel, one named Tom Brevoort and one named uh, Ralph Macchio. Mm-hmm. And they taught me that the best Spider-Man stories are when his worlds collide. How many times have we said that to each other? That became <laughs> like, our North Star. Like that, <laughs> worlds actually, collide. That, that quote was literally uh, from what well, Bill told me. We that had a, we had a, com- we had we had a, a conference call. call. I was in Ted's office, first time meeting Bill via phone call. And I took like either like seven to like 10 pages of notes. And I remember circling that quote from Bill. I said, this is everything we're going to build the game around. This, that is the best stories when Peter's world and Spider-Man's world collide. 
And it was like that North Star, that thing that we concentrated on. Everything we decided, are we coming back to that? Just like a game, when a game's being made, a lot of you know, directors talk about the game's pillars. Like these are the things we come back to and always is it supporting these pillars from a from over the overall arching thing is are we delivering on that right. on that idea from a narrative standpoint? And, and there I is can't... so much narrative. There's so much fantastic narrative in this game. And I have to ask about how the scripting came together and how the writing came together. Because, you know, right from J. Jonah Jameson's podcast and radio <laughs> blast, those are amazing. Uh, but in Yuri's incredible voice performance, there's so much dialogue. You know, I'm talking yeah. about Yuri Lowenthal and also the character of Yuri, which is hilarious. Yeah, right. Uh, but Yuri, Yuri, played by his wife in real life. Yeah, <laughs> it's fantastic. But I, I uh, like how did the script come together for this game? Obviously, a lot of pressure to, to get it right. But did you start it at an insomniac or did it start from Marvel or was it all together? I think it's a little bit of all together. I mean, we. I mean, we we had a very. I mean, the, I think you know the number one question I always get is, well, what's it like working with Marvel? Because everybody expects me to say like, <laughs> oh my God, they didn't allow me to do this, that. And I will say it is. I mean, like, I don't even really consider you like. I mean, it's can you part of Insomniac or like my buddy? Like, oh, like, really? Like, that's what like. <laughs> well, it helps. Like, hey, yeah. we're a we're we're ten minutes down the road. Yeah, yeah that's that helps. Great. A lot. Uh, it all began. We sat in a room. Yeah. I mean, first we had our conference call, and we yeah. talked about what we liked about Spider-Man. Yeah. And then we talked really high level, like I said, hey, I want him to be a little bit older. I don't want to be the 15-year-old, sure. we... and here's the reason yeah. why. And then we said, hey, we're thinking about Otto Octavius, him working for him. Like, we talked, like, really high-level things, like, even themes like mentorship, partnership. Mm -hmm. And then that was, like, that was, like, where we kind of came in. And then we're like, okay, let's let's talk. Let's bring in not just Marvel, but bring in our Sony producers – and then we just went around and did story treatments back and mm -hmm. forth, back and mm -hmm. forth, back and forth. And then, and then we had the big brainstorm. Yeah, we had a big brainstorm meeting. Yeah. And we and we sat in a room all day. Yeah. People from uh, Sony, Insomniac, Marvel, yes. and we even brought in um, Marvel editors. Yeah, we brought in Steve Wacker, who used to be uh, the Marvel Spider-Man editor. We brought in Nicola, who was a current uh, Spider-Man editor. We yeah. brought in Dan, uh, Dan Slot, who was the record for Very I think cool. the most. Uh, consecutive issues yeah. of Amazing Spider-Man. And then we had Christos there, Christos, Christos Gage, Gage, who ended up being a full-time writer on the game. And that was great because Christos actually, in the in in Marvel Publishing, uh, Dan Slott and Christos often worked together. Yeah. And there was there's a whole run where Dan Slott would kind of um, do the plotting of the comics, and then Christos would come in to do the scripting, the dialogue. Mm. So we knew they had a great relationship. Yeah. And I've known Christos for I've worked with him for years yeah. on a book called Avengers Academy. Right. Yeah, he wrote all the J. Jonah Jameson stuff. Wow. I mean, that, that's Christos, yeah. So uh, you, can, you can feel that, and I guess that is kind of the new thing with Marvel now, is that, that you're going to take your strengths from other divisions and you're going to push them into the games as opposed to just sending them off and... and uh, I think it's more it's more I, like talent sharing. Yeah, yeah, I think I think it was more about like, hey, we want to do the character right. We have our own ideas, but we also want to check ourselves and make sure that like we are using res like like I will say, Bill was never like you have to use Christos or you have to have Dan Slott come here or the editors come here. We actually were we actually said, can you like can you bring them here because we want to we want to just bounce things off because you know like the other, you know the other thing is like Spider Man's been around for a long time yeah. and whether it's in comics, movies, cartoons, games. So like there's a lot of stuff that's been done before and we want to see like are we are we being respectful of the franchise? Are we going too far where it's not going to feel like Spider-Man anymore or how far can we push it? Or for how far can we push it? So I would say like imagine that kind of back and forth from 
high-level themes and characters to the story treatment all the way to scripts and then seeing our performance captures, we kind of, we were always, we were always, always iterating to the point where like even in, even this year at the beginning of the year, we were making big decisions about certain characters or like, hey, we want to actually reshoot, you know, X amount of scenes or reshoot, maybe add a part to the end. Like, for example, when, um, you remember in the second act when Peter and MJ are having uh, dinner and then he kind of does the thing where he leaves his clothes in the kitchen. Yeah. Like that was all, that was actually added very late. Cause we want, we thought we have a great opportunity for a joke. So that was out in the afterwards because we're constantly playing the game, evaluating it, looking where we can kind of get that humor. I mean, if you look at like the Marvel movies, right? Wh- what Marvel movie do you not see the story is, Oh, they did, they did reshoots. So they're adding, cause they're, they're constantly evaluating mm-hmm. their, mm-hmm. their, their content and seeing, um, okay, here, things are gelling here. Things aren't gelling here. So we just take a very similar approach. It's a, it's, it can make you lose a lot of hair, <laughs> but, um, you look great, Brian. That's the thing is, I think that's the thing is that we knew it's funny. We, I, when I always present to Bill or anybody, I always say, um, whenever we talk about Marvel, it all starts with story. And we knew story, that story, story. we, the story had to be knock it out of the park. Cause we were saying, was well, he attached to a movie? We wanted to do our own universe tell our own story. So we knew we had to like knock out of the park. And so we did, I mean, whether it was on the page, whether it was literally in game, whether it was redoing or uh, reshooting parts of cutscenes, we were working to the very, very end to get it right. So, and that, yeah. Well, the, ga- side, the game came out of the gate super fast and super sold super well. And I would imagine you guys had some tracking and some analytic data that sort of said, okay, this is going to be a big hit. And you had the DLC in the pipeline. The first two chapters are out there. What I'm saying, guys, is I beat the crap out of every single second of this game. Like, I've got 100% like you wouldn't believe. I'm so addicted to this Spider-Man game. I know I'm not alone out there. Do you feel like you should have planned for more with this first one? Do you feel like you should have planned for more DLC chapters? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I think one thing is, I think you can always say that you want more, but like, it's a good I, feeling, right? To leave them wanting more. Yeah, I think like if I, I've, I've even had that conversation with like either anybody or even the team going, if the worst thing people say to us is, oh, I wanted more, then we did right. our job, right? Yeah, right? And I think at the end of the day, it was always about quality over quantity. That's right. And, you know, if, you know, people have asked me like, what's been cut from the game? You know, was there anything that was majorly cut? And I said, well, the third act was a little bit longer, but the problem we were having was that it felt a little like we were stretching it out and we knew that at the end of the day, those missions um, weren't going to actually hit the quality bar. So we actually trimmed those out. And the benefit of that was not only did it allow us to put more time into those missions, but we actually consolidated some stuff. Originally mm-hmm. the Vulture and the Electro fight mm-hmm. were separate. Mm-hmm. And we actually, one of our designers had the idea of like, hey, I can we can put this together. They're both aerial enemies. It's the last act of the game. People are probably really good at swinging at this point. We can make the whole fight happen in the air. And that that fight is infinitely better because of the decision to consolidate and focus a little bit more. So, um, you know, yeah, are there certain things in the game or certain characters that we originally had planned that didn't make it? Yeah, but I think at the end of the day, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go back and change, like, mm. go, oh, I would add another two or three hours right. to it. And and I got to echo what Brian said is really it's, comes down to quality. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, we could have we could have made uh, you know, I don't know, 10 or 12 DLC yeah. chapters, but if if the core game itself, yeah. I mean, that's what we want to focus on. Let's crush that core game uh, uh, and then, you know, let's it's quality quality. Yeah. If and, there's a ton of it, yeah. but it's not reaching the height we want, then 
And I What's think, the point? And I think the thing that people, I mean, at least this is something I thought about a lot during development. I mean, I would talk to Bill and especially Bill and Mike. Mike Jones is the executive producer, vice president of production. I'll, he's, he's a big, he's a big, <laughs> big, big wig. And, and, you know, I knew what Jay was going through, basically taking over Marvel games and what he wanted, he expected from this. Uh, Sony, who I think a lot of people forget, like this project is not possible without Sony sure. going forward, right. you know? And they, you know, to be able to work with Mark Cerny for four years on this project as one of our producers was invaluable as a first-time creative director. And Grady Hunt, Connie Booth, Ara Jill, our other producers, and everybody else at Sony. Yeah. I think the thing is, it's funny, when we talked about this project early on, I remember me, Bill, and Mike having drinks talking about this is going to be the Iron Man for Marvel games. This is the one that's going to, like, set the standard for what Marvel games is about and that Every game is going to have to go up and up and up. And that was that. that was your combined goal. That was the goal that you guys were all setting. Yeah, it was definitely for us. It was, it was that you know the 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 whole uh, Marvel games team was reformed, built from the ground up, uh, and and we this was our proof point. Like, yeah. like this is the new team. This is our new philosophy. It's going to take form in in Spider Man, uh, and it was a lot like when you go to that very first. Teaser trailer, yeah, yeah, where he says, "No pressure, right?" Yeah, like that's what it was to us. Is like, this is our big coming out party. Yeah, awesome. By the uh, way, we wrote seventy-five versions of that. So, <laughs> I'm not joking, you. Seventy-five different versions. To the point where I was like, I don't. Oh my god, I don't. Yeah, it was like seventy-five versions. <laughs> I want to give three lines. I want to give a shout out to writers uh, John Paquette and Ben Arf, Arfman. Yeah. So it was John and Ben and and Brian. Uh, yeah. Uh, they really brought the just the fun and the funny and and the structure and the love to Spider-Man. And that's yeah. uh, we knew when you're talking about story from the very beginning, we knew they were going to kill it when it came to traversal and and yeah. the fighting. Right. We knew that. Right. I didn't want to read a single review where someone said, eh, but the story. story. Right. And I'm like and, and like now they uh, anything Marvel is compared against anything else. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's TV, comics, movies, games. Yeah. They're, I said they're going to compare us to the latest movie. Yeah. It's so, funny. Every single time a new movie will come out, I'm like, oh, oh God. Right. Oh, this one's really good. They're going to, oh, okay. Black Panther <laughs> just came out. All right. It's like the greatest movie in the world. Okay. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, yeah. So that's, and that's what, I mean, that's, I think that's the other thing is we knew when we started this project, that's when, you know, Marvel was really, you know, Marvel movies were really starting to, Oh, you know, listen, come like, I don't think people give Marvel enough credit, and I don't think Marvel's got the, the perspective to yeah. realize what, what it's doing, but nothing, it, this has never been achieved before. No, and, the and bar Bill's is... And talking about it, the scrappiness of uh, Stanley yeah. and Ditko and company. Yeah. This is what's going on with Feggy and his teams with these movies that are, yeah. like, yeah. every you, you time they're that... hitting it out of the park. And, you, and, and now there's an agreement between uh, Marvel and 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 the audience. And yeah. I would say between Insomniac and your audience is, yeah. is, you know, when it comes to the movies, people are like, okay, this movie was, you know, Iron Man and, okay, Captain America. And then they're like, well, Ant-Man, I don't know what an Ant-Man is, but it's got the Marvel logo I on trust it, it, so yeah. I'm going to see yeah. it. And so now there's this agreement that if we put something out with a Marvel yeah. logo on it, yeah. it's going to be of a certain quality. Yeah. And that's the agreement now is that, you see that that marble brick over Spider-Man, and the agreement now is it's going to be great. Awesome. So and same thing you see the Insomniac logo. It's like you see the Insomniac logo. Yeah. You know it's going to be great. Yeah. And and that's our tightrope that we have to 
to walk. Great yeah. timing for uh, changing the Insomniac logo, by the way, just as yeah. as the whole well, world yeah, changes was, for Insomniac. Yeah, it was, that was pretty cool to us. And then it involved the little web it was pretty cool. It was amazing. Well. It, what happens now with the company? Are, are, like, I, I can't imagine you not making Marvel stuff forever now. Is well, we're ma- still making it. We're, we, we have another right. DLC pack coming out, <laughs> yeah. so we're still, we're still making it. <laughs> Are you guys uh, already in sequel sort of discussions and talking about what potentially could happen? I mean, right now it's really about finishing out the year the and getting, getting DLC, get it, getting the last DLC out um, for the year, making sure it hits the quality bar that the other two have hit. Um, I know a I mean, lot we of people yeah, have over- a lot of questions about what suits are going to be available yeah. and stuff. You know, yep. There'll be more information soon. Over Thanksgiving break, we were reviewing trailers. Yeah. Uh, uh, looking at scripts. Uh, so we're still in it, and and we gotta, you know, bring this the third chapter of the deal. Yeah, I home. think that's the thing is we don't we want to make sure we're focusing on the 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 media right now and making sure that that like you said, you know, one thing I actually have to say like you know I I've, I've been on the road a lot, so I you know I've been uh, leaning heavily on like people like Ryan Smith, our game director, yep. Jacinda to our director, John Paquette, our our lead writer kind of, you know, get, make sure those were, were going in the right direction. And I think the great thing about, and Bobby, our, our animation director, and like 9,000 other people who are working on the game, uh, that's not an exact quote, but you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, don't, please don't say there's 9,000 people working on the game. You said uh, there are. <laughs> exactly. Um, that we wanted people to under, to say this this content meets the quality of the, of the, of the main game. And right. I think, um, especially seeing people's reaction to Black Cat and how much they loved that mm-hmm. relationship yes. and then seeing that with hammerhead and then where we're going to go in in dlc3 uh i think that's one of the things i'm most proud of is not only does it keep people engaged in our game world but it's hitting the quality bar and the the, the notes that we established in the first game i told, and I, I, I told eric this but I, I don't know i don't think you guys know this but my i have a six-year-old daughter and she's watched me play most of spider-man and so yeah. her first exposure to the myth of this character is your work and she's that's- in love That's with it and, and she and, and, she loves it she loved black cat she she was a little too intense with the turf wars and everybody shooting at each other but she yeah, it's a little it's a little bit different she's been loving the experience so yeah, that awesome. goes for that and, and, and we suspected going in uh we're like hey we know the you know the world knows spider-man but there as you said there will be there might be another generation who are watching their parents, who are watching um, their older brothers and sisters play yeah, the game, yeah. and that this might be their introduction to Spider-Man. Yep. Yeah. So we had to make sure that not only um, is the experience packed with, I don't even call them Easter eggs, I just yeah. like building blocks yeah. of, of Spider-Man mythos and the Marvel Universe, so that if you're a longtime fan, you see all these um, characters and signs and things that, 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 that fill... What, what you expect from the Marvel Universe. But at the same time, we had we wanted to make sure that if I had just walked in off the street and I don't even know what a Spider-Man is, that the whole experience is accessible. Yeah. I know who everybody is. I understand what their motivations are. I know what they can do. And they're cool. Yeah. Yeah. I will tell you just a personal thing. My I have a sister who's um, she's about 12 years younger than me. Yep. And she's really never played video games ever. And she bought a PS4. She played all the way through the game because she's a huge Marvel fan. And she's like, I'm going to try it. And I was so proud that she finished it. And then then she texted me over the Thanksgiving break and she sent me a picture of her buying God of War. And I was like, Wow! We made somebody. We made, we made somebody into a a, a routine gamer. So I'm uh, one of. Them. I would say that's I'm. Uh, you know, you asked me what I'm proud of. That one story was really great. But 
on a personal level, seeing my little sister playing the game has been pretty awesome. Yeah, it transcends, right? This it's games yeah. like this, and I've been saying this forever because I'm a huge comic nerd, and I you know I'm, I equally love the Batman Arkham games, and so I, do just, I just want to play these superheroes because every game turns you into a superhero, right? Yeah. So why can't we play as these superheroes that we love? And that goes to my next question, Bill. Like you guys yeah. are planning the expansion of the Marvel games universe. How did you rein yourself in from not dropping in all kinds of illusions or connections to, you know, cameos and pop-up characters that uh, we may play down the road? Well, I tell you, it's in uh, everything we make, and not only our console games, but our, our mobile games. We have six live-op mobile games, um, and, and, and for every, all of those, everything we do, we're all trained and indoctrinated through the words of Stanley and through what we're taught you know, whether you come from editorial or whoever you come to Marvel and you come and you, when you've been with the company long enough, we kind of we teach each other. And that is that Stan said every comic book could be someone's first. Mm. So it's not about writing down or dumbing down. No, it's you. You actually what I loved about Marvel Comics growing up is they dared me to step up. Um, but it was done in a way that, um, you know, if I read it and concentrated, I understood who everybody was. I knew where I was. I knew the relationships. It was, it was, uh, we, we try to make it very accessible, but then deep. So, um, with all of our games and even just talking about Spider-Man, uh, you know, you you start writing a list of characters and there could have been a hundred of characters that you could put in it, but you know, we wanted to make it a good story uh, and let the characters breathe and give the characters room. Um, and so, it's just uh, upon ourselves to um, make sure that, as we said, if you're a longtime fan, it's filled with all the cool Spider-Man goodness that you want, but it's accessible. If you if you this is your first Spider-Man game uh, or even first Spider-Man story, um, so it's up to us to really find that balance and make sure um, that it has it delivers everything you want, but again that it lets everything breathe and tell a great story. Um, and that anyone, anyone in the world can play it and enjoy it. Awesome. Let's talk about Stan Lee for a second here. You have one of the most touching uh, cameo sequences. It's one of my, if it's not my favorite, it's up near the top uh, cameos of Stan in this game. And uh, what was it like to work with him on the game? And did he see this? And did he have a reaction to the, uh, to the content? Yeah, so we worked on it for a long time. Um, just to, you know, I mean, Stan is re- very busy, and I mean, and uh, we want to be very respectful of his time. So uh, we worked with uh, obviously the Marvel team to kind of say wh- where would be a good spot to do mm-hmm. it, and we thought the mix character would be a nice little spot. So we actually sent the script over to his team, and um, next thing you know, we have we're you know doing the head scan and we're doing the. Um, we're doing the VO lines and uh, it was right. And actually was really awesome was that the, I think it was, was it the day the reviews came out? I think it was, it the, was. Day, the day the reviews came out. It we was. actually went to Stan's house, me and Bill, and we showed him wow. the cameo and on a, on a, on an iPad. And uh, he flipped out. He loved it. He loved it. Um, he was really, really excited to see it. And uh, cause he had absolutely, he, you know, we were just doing like VO lines, you know, he really wasn't seeing what was happening, but then, when he saw it, you know, his face kind of lit up and it was a, uh, it made it all worth it. It was great. And, this, and even though Stan has been in games before, like the Lego game, this is the first time he was in a game with this fidelity. Yeah. Uh, uh, and so he was really amazed yeah, really at, at, at how realistic it looked. And I think more importantly, 
he really liked the scene. Yeah. yeah. There was a you poignancy know? about it that was just so beautiful, you know? It was... Uh, I got chills when I watched it, you know? Oh, great to hear. Yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, we talked about, you know, players' expectations. And I think uh, there was an expectation that Stan would appear in the game. We didn't know if it was going to happen or not because, you know, obviously, like I said, he was really busy. And uh, we were really fortunate that we were able to... Um, you know, spend time with him, and um, none of us would be where we are today if it weren't for Stan. That's and right. Many other people at Marvel. So, you know, that's the, that's the least we could do to honor him. Um, you know, that we were really pleased. And as Brian said, we were so lucky to get the opportunity to meet him, uh, go to his house. Yeah. At the end of it, we we both had the opportunity to thank him yeah. for everything. And even though we were saying, you know, thanks just to to for that moment, we were really saying. Thanks for everything. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I was able to tell him that I uh, I named my son Peter uh, uh, after his creations, and I think he got he he got a kick out of that. So um, we were very fortunate to have that opportunity to kind of say say our thanks, and 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 now it was say our goodbye to Stan. Yeah. That's awesome. So we've got uh, more DLC coming next month, just before yep. the holidays. Yeah. Ish. Yes. Have you yes. announced the date? Uh, you know what? I'm not sure, so I don't want to say yes or no. That <laughs> <Okay>. I'm not. <laughs> have and you know the name? Uh, the name? I think so. I it's, think we yeah. have Silver Lining. Yeah. Silver Lining. Yeah. Silver yeah. Lining. Okay. And yeah. Silver Sable I wish, I is going to be in it? or announce this or not. We would announce it's in December. Yes, it's in December. <laughs> in December. Can you tell us any, you want to tease any part of it right now? Any Anything? Uh, I think that a lot of a lot of things from the first two uh, uh, first two DLCs be coming to a head. So I think it's yeah. if you're looking for some storylines to wrap up, um, I think you'll uh, be pretty happy. Uh, I love personally. I love how different the two DLC chapters have been. Yeah. Yep. You know, uh, Black Cat. She was just so charismatic and captivating. Yeah. Want to see uh, more of her? And every scene that she was in, and then. Hammerhead comes along, and it's a totally different yeah. vibe. Yep. And I'm glad for both of them, um, and this applies to every villain, I think, in, in the game. Um, you know, some of these characters, they were invented decades ago. Yeah. And they can, I can see how some of them uh, are, can be seen as goofy. And I think it's really easy uh, uh, to make fun of certain things. But we really tried to, to stay true to the Marvel tradition, and that's like, let's get something, let's study it, let's look at what the original intention of the creators were, and let's figure out how can we um, elevate a character, uh, be yeah. true to who they were at the yeah. core, but as you say, not afraid to shake it up. Yeah. And 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 let's not show Hammerhead as a joke. Let's yeah. show him as a really scary, terrifying yeah. uh, villain yeah. that's really going to test Spider-Man in ways that Black Cat didn't. Um, and as Brian says, it all comes to a head. I yeah. love how the, the individual uh, chapters kind of stand on their own, but are definitely connected. And this is the big finale. Yeah. Um, I feel like this is issue, issue five and six. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like in some ways, it's, you know that you know you're waiting, you're waiting for that things to culminate, and that's kind of what it is. The uh, the white spider on the logo was a uh, controversial choice, and yep. I, I asked you about it. I'm sure you had lots of people around the world ask you about it. Um, yeah. How how do you feel now that the white spider logo? Like I go to Disneyland and I see people wearing. Yeah, the sweatshirts and the T-shirts and, the, you know, I've been at expos and New York Comic Con. It's every, people are dressing like your character in cosplay already. What's well, that feel like? Well, mission accomplished. That's yeah. What yeah. Say. But I would also say, like, I will say, and this is this is and this is smiling because this made me feel really, really good. Um, 
there is a football player uh, plays for the Atlanta Falcons um, who hit a lot of the football players on Sundays. They wear cleats either during warmups or during the game. Like they have like different messages. It's either a foundation they support or whatever. And one of the players actually uh, honored Stan Lee. He put Stan on uh, like, you know, uh, on his cleats. Wow. And he also had Spider-Man on there. And the suit that he chose to honor Stan with was our white spider. Yes. That's amazing. Um, That's so amazing. like, it was, it's just, I think, um, well, let me talk yeah. about the goal. When you say mission accomplished at the yeah. very beginning, we wanted a Spider-Man that, uh, that was, immediately recognizable mm-hmm. yeah. someone would say oh that's spider-man but then at the, at the second half we wanted it to be unique yeah. and ownable to yeah. the game so people would say oh that's spider-man but i've never seen that spider-man yeah. before that's yeah. not spider-man from homecoming that's not spider-man from the comic books that's the spider-man from the game yeah i think and i think it kind of represented our philosophy in the game we wanted to be really, really respectful to the franchise yes and people to know yes this is spider-man so you look at the the design, you see the classic red and blue colors, the iconic eyes, the webbing, the webbing matches. We, we identical studied. To, to studied everything. But then you see the white spider, you're like, oh, it's a little different. We weren't, we, this is, this is, we're going to shake things up a little bit. The white spider, the size of the white spider, um, was our kind of saying, hey, this is, this is like Bill said, our, our Spider-Man. But, um, hey, you, everything you love about the character, you're still going to get that. You're just going to get it in a different way. Yeah. We, we, we knew that, you know, to me, it's the best costume in all of superheroes. Um, I think it's the best design costume. And we knew before we changed a single thread, we had to understand what the costume did and what, what the original creators were intending. Yeah. So we studied, we, we got together and we really studied the color language of where the red is and what, and, and we, and we approached it. If, if he's going to make a suit, Peter's smart. Yeah. He's an engineer. He's not going to put, put anything on this costume that uh, is superfluous and that doesn't help him do what he does. So we approach it kind of like as athletic wear um, and we and we studied, what does the red do? Oh, it supports the muscles. Oh, what's the blue areas do? Oh, that's that's flexibility and breathability. Uh, and we, we really looked at the color blocking. We studied, as Brian said, the webbing. We studied, you know, the spokes and the scallops and we looked at all the costumes yeah. throughout the history of Spider-Man and we, we looked at which ones worked really well and which ones didn't work out so well yeah. um, and studied. We actually counted how many spokes. Yeah, and if you, if you do too many, it, it looks darkens amazing. up this mask and it becomes yeah. a black hole. Yeah. But when you have three on the top and four on the bottom, it opens the mask up more and you get more of the red. Um, and, awesome. and, and, uh, and, that's, and, and there's, a, there's a method to the madness. There's a reason why yeah. people love Spider-Man. Um, and part of that is his costume. So we really and want now to... we're going to see the white spider though. It's going to be in comic books and stuff too. I've, I've been hearing. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, it's already yeah, right. it's so happening. There. So yeah. there is an event uh, in comic books happening right now called Spider Geddon. Yeah, Spider Geddon, and it's all the spiders, uh, Spider-Man, and women from different realities. Cool. Sort of like upcoming yeah. film into the Spider Verse. Um, uh, that's based on uh, the original event it's called Such Spider-Ber- a good time to be a Spider-Man fan. There it's you amazing. Go. Yeah. And so our friends at publishing said, hey, and it was Nick Lowe called me up and said, hey, Bill, can we put your Spider-Man in our story? And I'm like, oh, yeah. tell me more. <laughs> uh, and so we've actually invented an Earth, Earth 1048, wow. where, where our, that's the Earth of our game's Spider-Man. It now officially exists in Marvel canon. What does the 1048 connote? 
I can't reveal that yeah. yet. Oh, but there's a meaning. There's I know a, there is. Yeah, we'll take a number out of thin air. No, absolutely not. No, no never. <laughs> no, nothing we do comes out of thin air. Trust and me. so the fourth issue of Sputter Gang just came out awesome. last week. Uh, the cool thing is, is the story is written by Christos Gage, yep. who we mentioned earlier is yeah. one of the co-writers of the game. Kick-ass. So, uh, That's so good. now our Spider-Man is 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 yeah. meeting. It was fun. I was reading. I was, I was reading on Saturday, and I, it was really fun to geek out seeing him talk to the Earth six one six version of Miles, and right, kind of right. talking about the Miles character and his Miles compared to the Miles that he sees. It was. Yeah, and then there's a Spider Cop reference, which was I think made everybody in Somniac very happy. Oh, so yes, and and the creators have really embraced it. Uh, a lot of the editors have played the game. A lot of the, the creators have played the game. Yeah. And so yeah, that that's when you when you read the story and you see him interacting with Doctor Octopus of Six One Six, mentioning Mary Jane. Yeah, uh, so as you said, yeah. interacting with Miles uh, and all the lines he's saying. Christmas is really smart. It's he he references very well. Yeah. Our game story. And what I love is that since our Spider-Man is new, he's asked, he's, it's like a lot of those spider are older know each other, yeah. know each other already. So he's asking questions like, as you would the reader, like, well, so like in your world, Mary Jane, yes, yes, I am also, I am also with Mary Jane and yet like, <laughs> oh, I'm with the Peter. It's just, it was really, yeah. it was pretty cool it's to cool. see that this weekend. That's awesome. One of my favorite, I love what you guys did with the Spider. It took me a while. I got to be honest. It took me a while to get used to the change, but I do love what you guys did. And I played as that character a lot. Uh, but one of my favorites is the um, uh, the sort of animated look or the off the yeah, you yeah, know, love the, the cartoon. Yeah, uh, I've op- have you thought about rendering the whole city like that, or is that possible, or is that an? Uh, it's a little more. A lot of people have asked about it. It's yeah. a lot harder than you think. Yeah. At this point, uh, it's not something we can simply patch into the game. Right. And I love the kind of uh, Roger Rabbit effect. That yes, you get. it's amazing. Yeah, Where everything looks real, and yeah. then here's this here's this comic book character. Yeah, I mean, who who knows what the future holds? But like, I don't think that would be as impactful like right away to see it the whole world like that. Like, I think the reason that suit stands out so much because it's such counter to what the rest of the world looks sure. like. Yeah. That being said, you know who knows. And the second DLC, which is out now, has, uh, that's that's my favorite. Suit. Has a new Spider suit called the Spider Clan. Yeah, which that's is amazing. Inspired by uh, back in 2009, I believe it was. Yep. There was an event called Marvel Mangaverse. Yeah. And there was a Spider-Man uh, Mangaverse character, and that's what this costume is inspired by. And again, I'm seeing people in the photo mode take oh, awesome shots. Awesome. So oh, your and, photo mode like, is just incredible too. Right. Holy crap. We had to be every first party title has like these amazing <laughs> photo modes. So it's yeah. like a competition yes. between, you know, all the studios like who's going to one up the other. So, um guys, can we can we great. just make this a weekly podcast? Can I just Let's call in with you guys and we just nerd out about your game? <laughs> it's not hard to talk about Spider-Man. I always, I always say I'm like, oh, I'm not sure what I'm talking about and in 45 hours. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I could still keep going. I think every week would be, Victor, what'd you read this weekend? Yeah. What, what was your favorite? Yeah. Did you read Immortal Hulk? How good yeah. was it? Yeah, yeah totally. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah, listen, it, this has been a, a real treat for me, and I am so elated by the game and uh, so impressed by your... Uh, your creative synergy and the way that you guys put all of this stuff together. I, I tweeted when Spider-Man came out, is is Spider-Man now the PlayStation mascot? And I feel like we're mm. not far from that happening, and I'm, I'm much to the chagrin of Spider-Man fans that don't own PlayStations out there. Uh, but one thing, actually, I do want to say is that Spider-Man PS4 Pro that, that has come and gone, because I've been asking at different stores, I, I bought and one I immediately. I tweeted this weekend, I apologize. Oh. I saw people with it was the it was the 
It was the it was regular PS4. It was regular PS4. With, with yeah. And I tweeted a, a picture of someone with a bunch of them, and I had Pro on it. And everyone's like, I thought they were sold yeah. out. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I messed oh, up. Oh man, not the Pro. See, Twitter this this is my question. <laughs> like, cannot can't you guys at Insomniac and Marvel go have a talk with Sony <laughs> because this transcendent piece of software and that console are like they are going to move people to this medium like never before. Probably a better question for Sony. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. What, I mean, I know it was pretty limited. Um, yeah, which is but, nuts. Uh, it, yeah. I mean, when you see that thing on a it's shelf, cool. it's ridiculous. Yeah. Well, and I have and, one. And I literally have one on my shelf in my office at home because I, I was like, we're gonna, I'm going to save this sucker. Yeah, I have, an, I, I have an unbox mine. Yeah. yeah, but that's part of what makes it so special that yeah. it is. It is limited. Yeah, yeah. true. Um, that's part of the. That's what? part of the. What makes it special? Wise words. I just like that we have the first red console, so that's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, <laughs> it's really red, guys. I love this conversation. I can't wait to catch up uh, on more, and I'm 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 guessing that there will be many more because uh, I can't see this uh, relationship uh, leading to anything but wonderful things. So thank you for your work this year. You brought out an amazing game together, and uh, I'm looking forward to that third DLC and uh, much more from Spider-Man. Right. Thanks, Vic. Thanks, Thanks you guys. Appreciate it. All right.